Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. White, couple of jab steps, comes up shooting top three, bam! Put him in the Hall of Fame! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. What more, what more y'all want me to prove, man? Levine with the runway, lays Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Joining me now, Matt Peck. Locked on Bulls podcast. Producing podcasts left and right, even in the offseason. On Twitter, at Locked on Bulls, at Jordan C. Malley, and at Bulls underscore Peck. I don't have a Twitter. I don't do anything like that. And I love what you guys do with the show. I listen to every episode. You guys are one of the best podcasts, period. Y'all keep Doing what you do best. I love you guys. So kick back, relax, and get ready for the best hour of your day. It's 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 raw. You can just see the vibe. Locked on Bulls starts now. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. Okay, cool. I was hoping it wasn't one of those nutcase programs. What's up, and welcome to Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Matt Peck, also host of the Bulls Outcasts on Hot Mike, YouTube, and Periscope. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Jordan Malley at Jordan C. Malley. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Bulls. You can also find us on our text and voicemail line 247-365. That number to text and call 331-979-1369. Wow. A day removed from the biggest day in Bulls trade history in a long, long time. Lots of excitement on Bulls Twitter yesterday. Uh, There's just an excitement in this city and in this fan base when big things, good things like that happen. And that was evident yesterday. So uh, I'm going to take a lot of y'all's reactions from our mailbox. We got a lot of people texting in uh, with their excitement about this big trade and multiple trades yesterday to beef up this Bulls roster. And then at the back end of today's episode, we'll share with you a conversation I had with Phil over at Locked on Magic to get his perspective on Vooch and Al Farouk Aminu and uh, offer up some of our thoughts on on the pieces they're getting in Wendell and Otto Porter Jr. So uh, stay tuned for a crossover segment with Locked on Magic at the back end of today's show. Let's dive right into the inbox. Text from the 570 says, Matt, can you send your P. Will City Edition jersey back for a number change? I'm so sorry. Never mind. If he blows up and is a star, that could be worth some coin. So, yeah, if you didn't hear the news uh, today, the Bulls made it official that the Rook P-Dub is offering up his number nine that he was given when he was drafted by the Bulls to Vucevic, who was rocking number nine in Orlando, and P-Dub will now wear number 44. First and foremost, love to see that kind of uh, humbleness and uh, and graciousness from a young player in this league offering up their number to an incoming vet, especially an all-star caliber vet like Vooch. So that's really cool to see. Uh, already some some bonding happening with the with the young kid uh, and the incoming veteran all-star. But I mean, the texture from five seven zero read it exactly how I read it. When I first saw that post this morning, I was like, oh man, P-Dub's not going to be number nine anymore. I just got his jersey. And then I was like, wait, he's not going to be number nine anymore. And I just got a number nine Williams jersey. City edition. If P-Dub goes on to be a Bulls legend, 
multi-time all-star, multi-time all-defensive team, dare I say even a Chicago Bulls champion, finals MVP. I'll stop before I get ahead of myself, but you get the picture. If P-Dub is as good as we think he's going to be, and he spends the majority of his career wearing a Bulls jersey, and that jersey is number 44, and he only spent half of his rookie year wearing number nine, and I have an authentic, straight from the Madhouse store, P-Dub, City Edition 2021 Patrick Williams jersey with a number nine on the back. Yeah, you can come and take that from my cold, dead fingers. I ain't ever letting that baby go. I'm so excited about this. Thanks for texting in. Interesting question here from the 919. Does the Drummond buyout affect how you see the Vucci trade? Thanks for the question. So if you didn't see that news, the Cavs and Andre Drummond agreed to a buyout earlier today. And Drummond was the name that kept coming up. And, you know, kudos to some of you who were shooting us trade hypotheticals and trade machine screenshots and all these questions about Vooch. And Jordan and I kept shooting it down saying Orlando's not trading him. Orlando's not trading him. They said they're not trading him. And so a lot more of the talk was about Drummond. Drummond this, Drummond that. What will it cost? Is it worth it? You know, we need more size, et cetera, et cetera. Well, clearly, there was not a bidding war of any kind for Andre Drummond. The Cavs didn't see anything worthwhile and instead were fine to just reach a buyout agreement to let him go on and, and sign with another team. So clearly teams weren't knocking down doors to get Drummond. And just from what I've seen, from what I've talked to with some people that cover the NBA in Cleveland, cover that team, there's kind of a reason for that. In that for, for all of the, the 2020 games, for all of the double-doubles, um, that are in Drummond's not too distant uh, past. There are a lot of people saying that he's just not that enticing of a piece to chase. Uh, so we'll see where he ends up. But as far as how it affects the Vucci trade, I think it makes the Vucci trade look even better because instead of settling and, you know, God forbid, giving up assets to get Drummond to beef up your front court. You got a better center in Vooch. There are some things that Drummond does well that, that Vooch doesn't do as well. Maybe, you know, if you're talking about rim protection. Um, but I don't see Drummond out there drilling threes at a 40% clip. I don't see Drummond averaging close to 25 points per game right now. So, yes, the Bulls gave up serious assets to get Vooch. And the most serious of those assets were the two first-round picks that do have protections on them. But to get that caliber of a player, I think it's worth it. And for us to sit here today seeing Vucevic putting on a Bulls jersey for the first time, which, by the way, sounds like he's going to play tomorrow night against the Spurs. All except Daniel Tice, who is excused for family matter transitioning from Boston to Chicago, he will meet the Bulls out in Golden State for their game on the 29th. Vooch is going to play. And how much ex more excited are we compared to the level of excitement we would have if we saw Andre Drummond putting on a Bulls jersey for the first time tomorrow night? To, uh, to me, the, the difference is 
Massive. Massive, massive, massive. So good on AK and Eversley for working in the shadows, for not letting anything leak that they had actually been talking to Orlando for weeks about Vooch. Y'all go ahead and entertain yourselves talking about whether or not we should go after Andre Drummond. We're going to go get this guy who's way better. God, I love them. Thanks for checking in. We'll get to some more texts from our inbox in just a second. First, though, wanted to tell y'all today's episode is brought to you by, you know who, Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, March Madness, and the NHL are in full swing. Shout out to our Blackhawks for picking up a 3-0 victory last night. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine betting on. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You throw in 100 bucks when you sign up, they're going to give you a free 50 bucks on top of that. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Head there right now and make some bets on these sweet 16 games we got coming up this weekend. Can't wait for those. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Okay, more reaction to trade deadline day from our inbox. And again, that number 331-979-1369. Clayton from the 779 says, Hey Matt and Jordan, love seeing how Acme are cornering the market of second unit players whose last names are colors. We got Kobe White, Troy Brown, and Javante Green. Feel like there's a great opportunity for a group nickname for them. Any ideas? Wow. I had not even registered that until Clayton brought it up. Kobe White, Troy Brown, Javante Green. You're right. We have three last name colors. That's crazy. I don't have any immediate nickname ideas. Uh, You know, like something about a rainbow, but brown really isn't in the rainbow um but that that is fascinating and it it makes me think of a crazy other trade deadline uh tidbit that i saw somewhere all of the players named gary first name gary in the nba got traded yesterday gary trent gary harris gary clark and then i think there's like one more all of the gary's all of the nba gary's switched teams yesterday how crazy is that but man, I had not even put that together. Um, but, you know, side note, love Troy Brown. Low key might be the biggest steal steal of any of the acquisitions that the Bulls made yesterday. Javante Green really hasn't gotten that much of an opportunity to play in Boston thus far. Undrafted kid, uh, went to a little known Radford College, uh, Radford University in Virginia. Pretty sure he's the first ever NBA player to come from that program. Uh, so, so we'll see if he cracks Donovan's rotation. Right now, I'm thinking it's unlikely compared to, you know, in addition to Vooch, uh, Farouk Minu and Daniel Tice when he's here and Brown will absolutely crack the rotation I'm not sure about Javante Green but man that's uh that's really cool we need to what what other last name that are color players can we go now target this coming offseason free agency we gotta get more three is cool but it would be even cooler if we could just put out just for a couple minutes a a, a rotation of, of a lineup of five people out there doesn't have to be the starting lineup just at some point have five dudes on the floor whose last names are all a color that would be awesome 
All right, next item on the agenda. We had texters from 630 and 773 texting in to make the clarification about our new all-star player's name and how it is pronounced. I guess maybe uh, there was a butchering accidentally at some point yesterday during all of the hype and the excitement. But our two texters both texted in the correct phonetic spelling out of the correct pronunciation of our new all-star big man, which is Nikola Vucevic. Not Vukovic, not Vucevic, Vucevic. And it's Nikola, emphasis on the knee, first name, interestingly different from MVP frontrunner Nikola Jokic. Pretty sure their first names are spelled the same way, but Jokic's emphasis is on the cola. It's Nikola Jokic. But with Vucevic, it's knee. Emphasis on the knee. Nikola Vucevic. So there it is. That is how you say the man's name. Pull it into your brains. It's like we all went through this with our tourist Karnaschovas. Some people still say Karnaschovas. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Pretty sure it's Karnaschovas. But there it is. Nikola Vucevic. Thank you to our texters for the clarification. This next text made me laugh. This is uh, Meech from the 702. Yo, what's good, Jordan and Matt? What's up, Bulls Nation? Dope work y'all been doing since I first signed on for your pod when the Bears turned into a shitstorm. Keep up the great work. Appreciate that. Uh, glad you found us. And uh, as a Bears fan, I can commiserate, man. Boy, did AK make Ryan Pace look real, real dumb and bad at his job over the trade deadline. Um, Meech continues, Acme clearly know what they're doing by using an alias to follow me on Twitter. I asked Jordan what a package would look like to get him, uh, get him Vooch and voila magic. I like the use of magic there. Uh, glaring hole filled at the five. I know they were pressing the Pels for Lonzo, but now with a definitive big man, I want Lowry to stay because I believe he may flourish around a legit big pair Vooch and Lowry Markkinen on the floor together. Uh, when Vooch, Lowry, Kobe need a breather, bring in Thad, Temple, and Sato for a small ball lineup. Two different versions of our team that others will have to figure out how to stop. If Vooch gels quickly, all caps, it's over for a lot of these East Upper Echelons. Thanks for reading. I miss home, Heralds, and Portillo's. And no, and no more Rolo talk, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Thanks for checking in, Meech. Uh, happy to hear from you, man. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll eat a, a Portillo's Big Beef in your honor this weekend. How about that? So, interesting stuff with the lineups here. So, Meech is proposing that we keep Lowry in the starting lineup alongside Vooch, see how they work together as a front court pair, Um and it sounds like you want to see Kobe back in the starting lineup with those guys and go back to having Thad and Sato come off the bench as they did for most of the season up until Donovan made the switch about five or six games ago. So, interesting. I don't know. Billy Donovan hasn't spoken yet. I mean, we did hear from AK um, at the end of deadline day talking about the moves that they made. But he didn't speak to necessarily lineups or rotations. And I would guess that if he did get a question like that, and to my recollection he didn't, he would have deferred to Billy and said, Billy's the head coach of this team, so let's see what he does. It's his decision as far as lineups and rotations. 
and we haven't heard from Billy yet. Nothing uh, definitive about where these new pieces will fit into his rotation. Uh, my first thought, honestly, is that Thad was going to continue to start at the four, Vooch at the five, shift Pita back to the three, and you got Zach and Sato in the backcourt. But maybe they do want to get a good look at Vooch and Lowry to see if that pairing makes sense and if that is something that would motivate them to come to terms on an extension, uh, a fresh contract with Lowry this offseason as he hits restricted free agency. I do think that the Vooch-Lowry pairing in the front court would be problematic for the Bulls defensively. Neither is a great rim protector. And I do think it's great that the Bulls brought in Daniel Tice because even for a dude his size, he is tough and he can body some of the stronger, more dominant offensive bigs in the East. We saw how important he was to the Celtics playoff run last season. Um, and, and I'm still honestly kind of surprised that they let him go because of some of the alternative solutions um, that they have. He had the best uh, defensive rating um, among their bigs last season into this season but then we did just uh this afternoon see hey guess who's heading to boston andre drummond so there you go the celtics figured out their addition to the uh to their front court depth but getting back to the vooch and lowry thing obviously if you have zach and vooch really flourishing in a two-man game pick and roll pick and pop kind of stuff that lowry and zach have never really done and gelled well together uh, to to the amount and of efficacy at which I had hoped, maybe Lowry with uh, a little less pressure in a role of third scorer in your starting five, um, finds a more comfortable you know niche for himself, and maybe that is something that uh, you know Lowry and the Bulls see as a long term partnership now that Vooch is here. At the same time, I'm not sure about Kobe, man. I'm really not. Jordan and I were just kind of talking about this a little bit yesterday. Like, I, giving up on Kobe as your starting point guard is not the same as giving up on Kobe. And I think for a guy who is still as young as he is, you know, 20-year-old, I think maybe he just turned 21, um, you know, second-year player, plenty of room to still grow and get better. And it's not like that development can't happen if he's playing off the bench. Billy Donovan spoke to exactly that when he made the switch for Kobe DeSato and Wendell to Thad. So Meech looking for Kobe to be playing with Lowry and Vooch is interesting. I don't know. I guess we'll find out what happens tomorrow night when the Bulls play their first game after all these trades against the Spurs. What we did see earlier today is that Vooch and those other guys, except for Daniel Tice, are expected to be available, dressed, and playing. So we'll find out then. Does Donovan, I assume you throw Vooch right into the starting lineup right away. Dude's an all-star. Get him and Zach gelling as quickly as possible. Play them together as much as possible. And even if Donovan decides to stick with Thad in the starting lineup and shift Lowry to a bench role, which I'm not saying I'm convinced he's going to do, but if he does, it doesn't mean that he can still that he can't still find minutes in the rotation for Vooch and Lowry to share the floor together. And I'm pretty sure he will. Um, it's just like, to me, it, it's not a big deal whether or not those minutes come 
from the jump or at some point through the course of the game just to see what it looks like. And Donovan has been really good with trying a lot of different looks this season, so I guarantee you we will see Vooch and Lowry on the floor at the same time. Thanks for checking in, Meech, and um, I, I look forward to your next experience at Harold's or Portillo's. You miss Chicago. Chicago misses you, too. All right, appreciate everybody for checking in. Uh, Jordan and I will, uh, at sh- assuredly at some point next week, take more of your reactions and questions about these big moves the Bulls made at the deadline. Um, so keep those text and voicemails coming. I know we've got a couple of voicemails. We'll pr- hopefully get to those early next week. 331-979-1369. Now, as promised, we have a crossover segment that I did with Philip over at Locked on Magic to get their perspective about the pieces the Bulls got in the trade. Uh, some fun crosstalk. Before we do that, though, you all know what time it is. It's Built Bar time, baby. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. I had a mint brownie for breakfast today. It was delicious. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or bar at bar underscore built on Twitter to check out today's matchup and cast your vote. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Cracked me and Jordan up in our first uh, live locker room episode from yesterday when everybody was was geeking out about our Built Bar raid. I hope you guys have tried it, honestly. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of sponsors and a lot of advertisements on, on, on this podcast and across the network. And, and I honestly have uh, tried and actively use a lot of them. Uh, but man, these Built Bars, I'm hooked. So do yourself a favor. Use that promo code LOCK15. Go get yourself a variety box and see if you don't love them yourself. So now with that, enjoy this crossover segment between Locked On Bulls and Locked On Magic reacting to the big Vucevic trade from deadline day. And I am joined now by Matt Peck of Locked On Bulls. I figured I'd welcome into my house if he's going to take my things. Uh, But uh, Matt, uh, pretty good day for the Chicago Bulls. Great day, Phil. Man, it's good to talk to you. Bulls fans were kind of assuming that we would see more of the same, you know, maybe a cash considerations trade, but that's just the PTSD of Bulls fans. We have to remind ourselves sometimes that we do have a new front office and they uh, wasted no time. They spent the first half of the season evaluating the roster that they inherited and they decided to make some bold moves. I'm so excited for Vooch. Uh, and I also am a big fan of Al Farouk Aminu's game. He'll add some solid depth, but man, that Vooch-Levine two-man game is going to be deadly, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, it's going to be absolutely deadly. And I, and I think Billy Donovan is the kind of coach that can get a lot out of Nikola Vucevic just because he's so versatile and, and such a skilled playmaker. I mean, you think, you know, here in Florida, you know, we know Billy Donovan pretty well. You think about all the great teams that he had at Florida. He, he had a lot of really good kind of uh, rugged centers, but I, I think a lot of Donovan's best teams, he had playmaking centers like Al, Al Horford, Joachim Noah. Obviously, those teams were like crazy talented, but he could do a lot of stuff running off of those centers and, and letting his 
scorers work off the ball where, you know, there's a lot less pressure on them. And obviously you can, you know, Donovan's always been an innovator with the three point line uh, in college, at least um, having a guy that can go five out with Nikola Vucevic, he could go five out now with Laurie Markinen out there too. It's going to create so much more space for Zach Levine. Who's had a really fantastic season. Um, I, I think for Chicago, this is the absolute right move. They're they're pushing all in to make the play make the playoffs, and and obviously they've got another another couple of years with Vucevic left now, um, that they can really begin to build and 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 establish their 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 core group of guys. Yeah, well, and you know we might not be done. We just saw the Bulls make another trade with the Wizards. Uh, first they shipped off Wendell and Otto, their you know starting uh, center and wing. They with the Wizards shipped off. Gafford, their backup center, and Chandler Hutchison, their backup wing, uh, brought in Mo Wagner and Troy Brown, all kinds of changes. We could still see a Lowry marketing trade happen before the end of that 2 p.m. Central Time deadline. Uh, there's also been rumors about Thad Young, but I'm guessing if they made this move to get Booch and pair an all-star with Zach, seeing how useful Thad Young has been for them, they're probably going to keep him and make a push for the playoffs. But the other big name that is flirting around is Lonzo Ball trying to get that point guard to pair with Zach in the backcourt. Meanwhile, though, Phil, I mean, how do you feel about this decision from Orlando to basically hit the rebuild button? Yeah. Just before you and I hopped on, we got the Aaron Gordon trade. It's finalized. He's going to Denver. Yeah, yeah. We're recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, 12 p.m. Central. Um, I, I am, I'm still kind of shocked. Like, I kind of woke up, you know, woke up and, and was expecting a kind of you know, relatively quiet until just before the deadline. And then, you know, that Nikola Vucevic deal hits so early in the day, which, you know, suggests that this has been in the works for a while. I, I expected the Magic to uh, consider this season as an aberration and kind of just do a soft reset where they moved Gordon, moved Fournier, and got players that could help them kind of get back into the playoff picture next season. And obviously, um, that's not super difficult in the Eastern Conference. Um, but I, I expected the Magic to... To, to still rely on Vucevic. Um, you know, next season, there, you know, Markel Fultz is probably not going to be back until until January or the All-Star break. Jonathan Isaac should be back for the start of training camp, but coming off of torn ACLs, they're not going to be 100%. They're not going to be the top guys and, and they're the core guys for this team. Um, and then you're going to have a rookie coming in with this with the draft pick that the Magic are surely going to get and might now, you know, I was very bullish on them getting into the top three or into the top four lottery odds. They're pro- they might be in the top four. I don't think this team's going to win very many games the rest of the season. Um, and so I felt like Vucevic would have been just a really good stabilizing force for the team, just someone that can consistently get them 20 and 10, be an outlet offensively. And I thought that would be really important to the team. So I am uh, completely shocked, honestly, that the Magic opted to to hit the reset button and, and completely blow this thing up and, and essentially start over from scratch. And obviously they have Isaac and Fultz waiting in the wings, both very young players uh, on on their second contracts. But I, I I am still very I'm still kind of shocked and, and trying to piece together what this team is is trying to do and move forward with and and how they're going to build a team that can you know remain at least nominally competitive next season um, as it seems like they're ready for a two maybe three year rebuild to recollect draft assets. Um, the one thing the one thing the Magic did get in this deal that I am intrigued with is Wendell Carter Jr. Um, you know, obviously he was taking a pick after Mo Bamba, who can't seem to get in the rotation either in Orlando. Um, but it seems like Carter's just had this really weird career uh, career arc so far. Um, it, when healthy, I think from everything I understand, he's a very, very good defender, but just the pieces haven't fit together. What, 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 what are, what did the Bulls have in Wendell Carter Jr.? And why did it, I mean, obviously you're getting an all-star player in Vucevic, but why did it make sense to move on from him? Yeah, I think from the Bulls' perspective, um, you know, we, they were just getting bullied uh, in, in the paint, in the front court every night. 
Wendell is undersized as, as far as starting centers go. Even though the league has trended towards small ball, you still need bigs and dominant bigs who can bully people in the paint. And Wendell, um, you know, it, it, some nights it was Embiid and Jokic and MVP caliber bigs like that. And on other nights, and, and, you know, uh, Vooch as well, he had his turn against the Bulls. But even just like mediocre to subpar centers were bullying Wendell. He's just so undersized for that position. He did play a lot more four in his one-and-done season at Duke alongside uh, his teammate Marvin Bagley, who is you know also a, a top pick in that year's draft class. So maybe Orlando can see a way to kind of reinvent who Wendell is because when the Bulls had Lowry marketing from the Jimmy Butler trade, when Wendell arrived, Lowry couldn't play the five really, so they just kind of shoved Wendell into that center spot. Now, the thing that I'm curious about in Orlando is you guys already have a lot of interesting front court pieces, even getting rid of Vooch. You have Mo Bamba hanging around, Jonathan Isaac. I, you know, I, I hope that Wendell can reinvent himself and maybe expand his offensive game uh, and, and maybe even expand that game to the perimeter because in the limited number of examples we saw from Wendell trying to expand his game offensively, you know, the, the three-point shot was never confident. He's even hesitant to, you know, take open looks when he sees himself open in the mid-range area. Clearly, he was in need of a fresh start, and hopefully he can start to uh, blossom on the offensive end at, with the Orlando Magic. But you know you're getting a quality, versatile defender. He does struggle against larger bigs, but he can guard out at the perimeter. So he has that going for him. Yeah, and, and I think the Magic have, you know, always kind of envisioned themselves as having this kind of versatile defensive blob. Um, and that, that might be the best way to describe it because, you know, a lot of people envision Jonathan Isaac playing some small ball five. And, and, and like Carter, he's probably not capable of playing the five full time against the big bigs in the league. Um, but but I think the Magic are aiming for this kind of defensive block, defense, defense, uh, this this ability to switch defensively at every position, and 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 you know I think you know honestly for the Magic that the picture just looks a lot cloudier. Like I was a little bit more certain about what the Magic were trying to do and, and who the Magic were trying to be uh, three four hours ago than I am now. Um, and and I think a lot of that's going to play into what the draft pick is for the Magic, uh, as well as everything else. Um, before before um, we kind of close things up here. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., just a solid veteran still, or 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 or, or where, where's he at? Man, I'm, I mean, theoretically, theoretically. A solid vet. Uh, I mean, the dude's getting paid $28 million this season. Bulls fans haven't seen too much of him, really, since the Bulls made that trade with uh, the Wizards a couple years back when the Bulls sent away, uh, you know, Jabari Parker in that deal. Um when he first arrived in that trade, he played like a dozen or so games, and the Bulls' offense immediately got better. There was better decision-making, better ball movement, better movement off the ball, and Otto just made so many things open up for his teammates. And then he got hurt, and we basically never saw him again. And then this season coming in, it was like, he's healthy. Otto's healthy. Here we go. And even though he was healthy, the Bulls were so excited about the number four pick, Patrick Williams, from this 2020 draft that he won the starting spot over Otto, and Otto was playing decent minutes off the bench, quality veteran minutes off the bench, and then he got hurt again. The back spasms have been a recurring issue. They keep flaring up. They would flare up when he was getting closer to a return, but he had made his most recent return, had been in the lineup and in the rotation for the last few games prior to this trade. When he is healthy and on the floor and mentally engaged, there is a reason that that dude once signed a contract worth $100 million. He is a 
quality two-way wing in this league if he's healthy. Yeah, and I think that's what the Magic are hoping to get for the rest of this season. I'm not sure they'll hang on to him much longer than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, to me, it feels like the the real prize the Magic got in this draft pick it, or in this uh, trade is uh, Cade Cunningham. Um, but well, or one one of those big five guys in the draft this year, it right. definitely feels like the Magic are maybe some Cade, maybe some Suggs. Uh, and like, Mobley now back on the table. Like I told, I told people, I told people, you know, you know, USC obviously going to play this this weekend in, in the NCAA tournament. I told people like, hey, you know, I wasn't super focused on Evan Mobley because the Magic are loaded at, at center, but don't sleep on this guy. Don't think, don't think the Magic won't take him. Well, guess what? Now every option feels like it's on the table for the Magic if they land a top five pick, which they may, they may not. I'm, I'm not a believer in the lottery, but uh, here we are. As, as someone representing a team who had been to the lottery many times over the last few years, it can be a cruel, cruel day. You don't. We picked seven three years in a you row. Don't, you <laughs> don't have to tell me. Uh, we, we, we spent five years doing do, playing that game, and it did not cash out. Um, Matt, uh, I want to thank you for jumping on, giving us a little little bit of the lowdown on on the on the new Magic players. Um, seriously, take care of Vooch. He is he is a treasure. He is he is great. Um, and and we're hope, hopeful that uh, that Vooch does well in, in Bulls Red, except when he plays the Magic. We, we appreciate it. Uh, just from what I can tell on my Twitter feed over the last couple of hours since that news went down, this fan base is stoked to get a player like Vooch of his caliber. We've also seen him beat up on us several times over the years. So we're excited to get that guy out of a Magic jersey and into a Bulls jersey, hopefully as soon as the Bulls game against San Antonio on Saturday. Phil, nice talking with you, man. Best of luck. With uh, with the lottery, uh, and and take care, take care of Wendell and I. Uh, we we we, def- we definitely will. Thanks a lot, Matt. And that'll be the end of the episode. So y'all take care. Have a great weekend. Jordan and I will talk to y'all on Monday. Enjoy March Madness, and hey, enjoy the Bulls Spurs on Saturday night. Hopefully, we get a W with the new guys. See Red, be good. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.